0: Welcome to another delicate episode of New Zealand Entertainment Podcast, uh, brought to you by Global Voice Media, the home of New Zealand's favourite podcast. Um, right now, we're just about to bust into Jared's uh, room, uh, his recording studio, with his uh, trusty hammer organ. Here we go. We'll just creep up the stairs here, just in case the guard dog Bella attacks. And here we are. Pray tell. Pray tell, it's the young minstrel, uh, a.k.a. Jared. I thought you were going to say black
1: and white minstrel. Um, hello, Well. This is a show of all ages and uh, all equals. All nations and creeds. Uh,
0: welcome to my boudoir. And uh, you sparked up the Hammond again, which is a fantastic asset,
1: I think, on the podcast show. Yeah, this is, by the way, this is a genuine Hammond organ for those skeptics out there thinking we just got some cheap-ass old Casio. That's uh, true,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it is. It's got a Hammond uh, logo on there, and we could take a photograph maybe and post it for all those naysayers out there <laughs> for the naysayers. yeah. <laughs> Good to have you here, Wal.: Yeah, thanks for inviting me again. Well, I basically let myself in, uh, made myself a cup of tea. I think we're ready to, to pod, and you ate your biscuits. Yeah, I did. I did. They were quite handy, actually find those again. This week, um, we've been seeing a lot of stuff has been going on. A lot of uh, local productions and dramas on TV. Good, good show that I caught up with was a, a, a show called Cover Band, which is probably you could relate to, Jared, because it's all pretty much just modelled on the story of your uh, ex bands,
1: your life as a musician, which you're still doing at the moment. Well, that's an interesting point. That's a, almost a sore point that you bring up there, because um, about five years ago, I wrote a very similar story scenario treatment gave it to a production company, as they do, you know, in Hollywood, yep. and you get this horror story back. Now I see this cover band's, or oh, I hear if I haven't watched it yet, maybe that's a little little something grudge going I don't know. But I haven't watched it yet, but it sounds awfully similar to the treatment I wrote five years ago.
0: I'm sure there's a whole wealth of awesome stories in that head of yours, mate. Um, but first of all, let's kick off the show with a, a little interview with a, a guy called Brad Stansel. Have you heard of Brad Stansel? He's a drummer, hot drummer. Not in the sense that he's he, he's a hot at drumming.
1: I thought you were going to say Brad Pitt, but brand Brad Stansel. Yeah, you know, I haven't heard of him, but um, let's. Uh, I uh, can't wait. Well, he's
0: a drummer for a great metal uh, metal band called Seasons, and they've recently just uh, done a few a new CD.
1: Oh, Seasons! You have something to do with Seasons? How do you know Seasons?
0: Oh, yeah, they they're out there, and uh, I just picked up on them.
1: Okay, okay. So, because I know you're a heavy metal uh, enthusiast. Um, from way back, yes. from way back when I was still only heavy brick Here we go, this is Brad Stansel, Warts and Oar, the drummer from the band Seasons
0: Hi Brad Hey, how you doing? Oh, very good. It's kind of weird seeing you in this kind of setting. Uh, Usually we're quite accustomed to seeing each other in a different setting.
2: Uh, Yeah, we sort of uh, know each other pretty well now in the old work environment, I'd say. So (laughs) a little bit different, but it's all good.
0: Work nepotism, as they call it. Um, Hey, listen, uh, Seasons, um, the metal band or rock band um, have recently rebranded in the last year from the the group that most people want to know you as, as Respawn. Tell us a bit more about that.
2: Yeah, so um, pretty much just over a year ago um, the Respawn thing was was going alright, we'd been together for quite a few years, um, but the album that we put out under the name Respawn, uh, that was kind of a compilation of work from different artists in the group and things like that over time. So uh, as, as things were getting better for us, we thought we'd re- rebrand with the new album coming out and uh, make sure that everyone was aware of who we were from the get-go. This is the four members of the band. We wrote this whole album uh, and so just started off fresh from there. Um, but you didn't have to kick anybody out of the band, though, did you? Uh, no, no, that was all right. <laughs> that was all sweet. So no, it was more just uh, this is what we've done all together collectively, instead of okay. you know this song written by this guy, this song written by that guy, etc. So
0: uh, I love it. The album, the new album's called Patriarch. Um, uh, the, the cover album looks awesome. Can you just tell us a bit more about the cover? It looks like. Have you seen that movie Housebound? That Kiwi movie. On the on the front of the poster, there's a guy with a a sheet of his head he looks a bit like that guy on your, on your cover of your album
2: yeah I haven't seen that one but I uh, you know, might have to check it out now maybe we ripped it off I'm not sure um, but this one is um, so the, the actual patriarch figure there is uh, kind of meant to represent um, our singer's um, father who passed away uh, five years ago uh, and hence the, the title as well and um, the release date of it was actually the five-year anniversary of his passing as well, so it was uh, quite memorable for, for Anthony the singer. Um, and then all the um, the artwork behind it, all the the leaves and the seasons going on in the background, basically, obviously represents the name. Uh, so quite into our nature-themed everything, basically. Very eco, a little weird. Yeah, it's very keeping it green, keeping it green.
0: <laughs> That's uh, quite a meaning behind, meaning uh, p- p- punched uh, story behind that yeah. uh, the cover there pretty deep so. now you've also got some famous ties with uh the uh, the, the recording of the uh, the actual CD itself uh can you tell us a bit more about the the person who actually recorded it or mixed it for you guys
2: yeah yeah so um the recording was done through um Zoran Mendoza who is uh he is the man basically for New Zealand metal. so um yeah anyone who needs some recording done check out Zoran he did all the tracking and a lot of the production and then we uh, sent it over to Australia for the mixing and mastering and that was done through a guy called Forrester Savell, who has done uh, some pretty wicked albums from, uh, he's just recently mastered the Animals as Leaders album wow. um, he has done the Butterfly Effect Carnival, I think he even did the first I Am Giant album Um, So he's yeah
0: yeah 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 yeah, I did see his name on the associated with him as well and now seasons
2: now seasons added to his wicked list. Now
0: speaking of stepping up, you guys are going to the gym, of course, because you guys have to be in your in your prime when you're uh, playing live. I I managed to catch you guys at the um, the Kings Arm pub a couple of weeks ago, where you're winding down or winding up your tour, nationwide tour in New Zealand at the Kings Arms in Auckland.
2: Yeah, we were winding it down from there. So we had done uh, Hamilton at Garage Days, and uh, then we did Christchurch at Churchill's, uh, Valhalla in Wellington, and then wrapped it up in uh, in Auckland with uh, which which uh, which city had the craziest mofos going off in your uh, your gig? Christchurch, yeah, yeah. Christchurch. Uh, there was a slow a slow mosh in one of our slowest parts of all of our songs in Hamilton. That was quite amazing. Uh, seeing some bogan's all linked arms doing the slow mosh to a song, which is just not heavy at all. <laughs> this is a new trend slow moshing, I've never heard of it. Um, but yeah, overall Christchurch was good, We're, uh, we've just got something else in the pipeline, possibly for Christchurch too, but I can't say too much right now. Oh right,
0: yeah, Ellipse sealed.
2: One of those ones, yeah. So
0: no, That's fantastic, and how, um, I, I suppose this has been, uh, you are involved with the social media for the group as well, um, the Facebook and you've got Instagram and Twitter, um, how, I suppose music is also transferable electronically. Digitally downloaded. How's the uh, the album? How are the songs um, been received overseas from overseas fans or listeners?
2: Yeah, quite well. We um, we've just limited it to physical copies initially, uh, and then we had a few people asking for downloads. So um, we've got a few other things in the pipeline as well. So we've we haven't sort of gone wide on the online thing just yet. It's not on iTunes or anything, but that's coming. Um, but so far we put it up on Bandcamp, and it's been going mental on there. And we've had requests from. All over Europe, uh, Russia, the States, Brazil, everywhere. People have just been emailing me saying, "Hey, can we play this on your on our, uh, you know, podcast and our radio stations online and things like that?" So, yeah, since I went on Bandcamp, just went mental. Yeah, you get the requests for us to play it on our podcast as well. I've um, had one from you, I think. And, uh.
0: <laughs> it's coming, it's in the mail, in the email. Um, well, that's good because you know, the Europeans love their metal and, and rock over there, especially Scandinavian and, 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 you know, Dutch, French, German.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've had a few from, uh, from Holland... Uh, Poland, Germany, Switzerland, um, yeah, Ukraine even. I'll yeah. be trying to get rid of all the bomb blasts that are going on over there. So, <laughs> blocking out some metal. <laughs> cool, cool, cool,
0: cool. I love the T-shirt. Thanks for dropping off the CD. I'm going to have a have a quick listen to it afterwards uh, with my children. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love it too. <laughs> we'll make it, we'll make them fans to see it. Just keep it going. Um, but anyway, thanks for coming in, Brad. And uh, let us know whereabouts um, you we can find your music online or websites.
2: Yeah, so, so far, um, obviously Facebook, Twitter, everything. Um, you can just search The Band Seasons, all one word. That's uh, the easiest way to find it. And on uh, SoundCloud and Bandcamp and everything like that. So just The Band Seasons, all one word. Oh, too easy. Excellent.
0: Thanks, Sweet. All good. Cheers Thank for you. coming in.
2: No worries. Thanks so much. Okay, rock on.
0: Seasons. Look out for them. The album's called Patriarch, and also they're going to be playing in Auckland at the King's Arms Tavern uh, end of this month on October 24th, Friday, with a band called Just One Fix with Ricardo Ball, and also a band from Christchurch called Tainted. Awesome stuff.
1: They've got a pretty mean-looking video on uh, as a teaser, haven't they? We saw that, eh? The Patriarch teaser. Patriarch looks pretty freaking awesome, is what I thought. Yeah, yeah, it's like
0: outer space scenes, explosions, and then the subtitles came on, so you could understand what he was singing about.
1: Yeah, yeah, I've always wanted to know what they were singing about when they sing, (laughs) because you can't always hear what they're saying, but with subtitles, very helpful. It felt like a big, huge motion picture type thing with the whole sonic boom, well, pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and same with Brad's drumming. You should hear; he's a powerhouse. Powerhouse. So uh, go see them seasons. They're on online. You can check out their album called Patriarch. Um, speaking of powerful, we've got seventeen-year-old uh, Maya Payne from Christchurch. She's a native of
1: Christchurch, or Cheshire, as we like to abbreviate Cheshire for Christchurch. Um, catchy video she's got there too. It eh? looks like in one of the old buildings post post uh, earthquake buildings in Christchurch. Where was that taken?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pulling straws now, but I, I remember seeing the name of the place. But I remember it definitely was in Choo Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, are they still based in Choo
0: She is. She is. Uh, definitely Mayor paint. She's Choo. Cheer. She's cheering out in Choo And and uh, we were cheered enough to have them with us. Um, her and her dad, Matt, came up uh, to Auckland recently where she was recording uh, a couple of tracks in the studio that Lord recorded her album,
1: Pure Heroine. Ooh, some, something might be still in the building, eh? Hey, speaking of classic recording studios, um, York Street closed. Is that right? Dude, there was like 10 podcasts ago. Is that right? So, but 10. 10- Ted podcast. That's so like ten weeks. Okay, but it's compar- two years. It's two years. Relatively new to me. Well, it's new information to me. I only heard it six months ago, but well, six yeah. weeks ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it was a sad day in the old uh, recording industry land uh, when that happened. Um, but you know, happier things go on. Uh, for instance, new talent like this young girl Maya Payne. Um, now she's just crowdfunded and uh, reached her potential target through Sparks Spark My Potential.
1: Which is a, a a equity crowdfunding um scheme that Spark Spark do. Mm, Ignite. Yeah. Is is Spark um the communications code tel tel what do you call them? Telly I won't say the word. Telco? Telco. Telco, yeah. Is that is that okay. Spark as in the, the Spark telco dudes. Okay. Yeah. They have got a lot of money, eh? Yeah. They have coffers full. Yeah, coffers. But it's all about the people crowd getting in behind. Is that right? Though dollar for dollar sort of thing. I don't know.
0: Well, that's it. She's reached the ten thousand dollar mark, which she needed to cover her recordings. Um, we talked to Maya when she was up here. Talked about it. You know her music. You know who influenced her. She's quite funky as well. She loves uh, fashion and trends. And did you notice she looked like a bit of a mini Jackie O with her, with her shades on? So she's got that
1: whole vamp rock and the vamp look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That young Jackie O look. Yeah. Which which is you know of it's going to appeal to the American market, but it's. It's only the older generation or the generation thirty plus that will recognise the Jackie O connection. Yeah. Yeah. See, because I didn't recognise it, for example, but you did.
0: You're sort of yeah. Well, that's because <laughs> I think I was born the day that he was assassinated. I can't remember. All right. Yeah, no, I recognize it. I recognize that. Yes. I made that connection. Right. Play me some intro music. Let's, uh, let's spark it up for Maya. Maya Payne. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here comes the interview with Maya. Take it away. Oh, that's it. have a uh, talk about your music um, uh, Fragile was the single that sort of really people picked up on, it was kind of breakthrough, a breakthrough single for you, um, including some of the DJs like George FM's Dan Ox and some DJs overseas and, um, and you're only 17 years old uh, explain that
3: um, Yeah, it's been quite exciting um, he- heaps of opportunities keep coming and yeah it's really new for me but Cool,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. Very cool. Um, you know, when I think I was 17 years old, I was playing in a punk band. Uh, we wanted to be, we had big dreams of becoming famous, and it never happened. But here you are on that same musical journey. And um, uh, when I hear the song Fragile, I hear a a maturity that belies your age, 17. I I still can't believe it.
3: Yeah, thank you. (laughs) I don't really know what to say. Um, yeah.
0: You don't have to say anything actually I'll just uh, I'll just keep on asking questions And you can just play up my guitar That'll be fine um, Hey so let's have a look uh, Fragiles um, is now out as a single You're just recording the video For the single Fragile
3: Well we shot the music video last week um, In Christchurch at Antonio Hall And it's this really cool run down place And it was just an awesome location for the song And it just it fitted real well But it was, it was so cold in there It was freezing But um, yeah
0: that's a very cool track and a great song as well. It's kind of dark and, and broody as well. And it sort of goes, some of the images I see of you, you've got that sort of um, vamp look with your sunglasses on.
3: Yeah, <laughs> well...
0: <laughs> That's okay. As long as your dad's not directing you on, on how you should look.
3: No, he's not. Thankfully. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um Can we just... Talk about you, your background. Who have been some of the people that have been influential in, um, in your music and growing up and, and, and playing your music?
3: Well, Dad influenced me to get into music because he's always played since I was younger, but just recently I've kind of started listening to more beats kind of music like Chet Faker and Banks. And, yeah, I'm just getting really into the quite big music, not such acoustic stuff so I've, kind of, I've changed over the couple of years but yeah.
0: How was it having a single on your, your song being played on Georgie Femme with the, the sort of duff doof, doof behind it?
3: <laughs> um, well, that was really surprising that it was really really cool to hear because um, yeah, I love Georgie Femme. I always listen to them so that was awesome.
0: Hey, listen, now you've you're up here in Auckland, not just for a tiki tour with your dad, but you're also doing recording a couple of tracks as well. Um, can you tell us a bit more about the tracks? Like, what Are you, are you recording it for an EP or an album?
3: Yeah, we're, we're aiming for an EP, but we're going to try to re- release it before the end of the year, and yeah, we're recording two new tracks that I got funding for from New Zealand On Air, and hopefully we're going to get those done, and then we can get, I think I have to do a couple more, and then the EP's finished. Woohoo! Oh, that's going to be exciting <laughs> Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it
0: um, I'm just wondering also, moving forward um, the, the opportunities about touring or playing with other bands uh, Do you have your own concerts or, or anything at the moment?
3: Not at the moment, no But I'm going to be doing um, a winery show in Christchurch by, At the end of the year And that's going to be my first show in front of heaps of people So,
0: Hang on, a winery show and you're 17
3: Yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. it'll It'll be it'll be interesting, but <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm sure you'll display some corporate responsibility yeah, there.
3: Exactly, that's right. <laughs> yeah,
0: oh, seventeen-year-olds are quite topical. We've got Lord, of course, Lydia Ko, the golfer, and yourself, and I think the drummer from Devilskin. He's he's just turned eighteen yeah. as well. So um, I'm just wondering: uh, Are you looking forward to um, being able to vote at the next elections, or it doesn't phase you?
3: I'm looking forward to it. I want to have my say. It'll be good. Yeah. Got to wait a couple more years, though.
0: <laughs> okay. Now, where can we find out the, the great Maya Payne uh, music, uh, your social media? Where can people lock into the, the videos or, or some of your music online?
3: Uh, go to my Facebook page, and I've got SoundCloud and YouTube. So just look up my name, and yeah, it'll be there. Okay,
0: great. Thank you, Maya. And thanks again for t- taking the time to come and talk to us.
3: That's all good thanks for having me
0: and I'm sure like myself there'll be a lot of other people well wishing you on your musical success coming up soon Maya Payne um, great talking to you and we'll hear about you soon
3: cool thanks Um,
0: so Maya Payne Uh, Fragile is the name of a single keep a lookout for that uh, the plucky teenager who loves Karen Walker clothing because she's on the rise definitely. Good little plug there Karen Walker, yeah. yeah, Maybe we get some sunglasses. Yeah, choo choo. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Do some new promo shots. Next we're going to be going off to the dogs and checking out a story that is worth investigating. Um, Her name is Victoria Schmidt. She's one of the cool new writer-directors that are putting out some great Urban Pacifica Theatre Plays. Um, recently, Jared, myself and Gracie Aroha, uh, we had a chance to go and check out the rehearsal for her new show called Music and Me. Jared, um, you guys had a lot to
1: talk about in common, actually. Cover bands and now Music and Me. and Yeah, it's a very, very interesting topic, a hot topic, I think. Well, it's a topic that's been hot for a while, but it's, it never really has come to the surface. But Music and Me, uh, as I found out when we had the interview... Uh, with Victoria, that is about some of the street life as in working people, working girls, working guys, working youth gangs, gangs, youth gangs, drugs cetera, in the South Auckland area, which is obviously not isolated to South Auckland, but uh, uh, a topic which she 's quite hot about. Definitely.
0: Um, check it out. Music and Me is, is really worthwhile uh, to check out. It's really quite exciting to see some of these new playwrights and new writers coming out uh, and challenging things, um, especially to do with the communities as well. Um, let's go and check out Victoria Schmidt and the gang and the cast from Music and Me.
4: Check this out. She, she looks like she's free, but not a care in the world. She's only doing one move. There's no freedom in that. She's like us. We're stuck, bro.
0: Well, we're here at the uh, Auckland Theatre Company studio. and We're with Victoria Schmidt, playwright, who's doing a new show called Music and Me. And we're talking to the writer and the director herself, Victoria. Hello, Victoria.
5: Hi, how's it going? <laughs>
0: Very good. You look a bit nervous.
5: I am kind of, but yeah, I'll get over it halfway through, but yeah. That's
0: okay. That's all right. Hey, listen, um, we've seen music in me. We've seen a little bit on Facebook and just about the story about the streets of Mandirua. How did you come up with the idea for the the show?
5: Um, these are based on people that I knew and, um, and some stories that I read about. Um, and basically me, when, when I've gone out to get a bite to eat, I've, I've seen these people on the streets. And I've always wondered... Um, if they ever pictured themselves in that type of life, so I wanted to explore um, from experience and basically from what I what I saw and just create these characters and just bring their lives to the stage how I would how I saw it and how I would imagine their lives might be like. But um, a mixture of both experience and imagination.
0: Uh, it sounds like a good good combination. Now, gracie has got a question as well for you.
5: As a fellow citizen of Manirewa, um or
3: Rewarian as you will, I was curious why did you choose Manurewa as the setting for your play?
5: Um, I grew up in Manurewa. I've been here for like over 20 years and I've seen the change from how it was in the 90s when it was mostly youth gangs and, um, and then it, after the millennium that's when prostitution started um, coming up because back then um, that was quite frowned upon but as society moved and started to accept um, prostitution um, it's become more more prominent today so yeah and because um, I'm from there as well
0: So is this highlighting the the, the, the problem of the, uh, the actually what's happening in Manurewa or is this just basically the theme that's close to your heart?
5: Um, both. Um, I work with a lot of youth who are actually living these lives because um, I work for the Department of Corrections probation officer and I do a lot of work with youth offenders so a lot of them have the exact same life or even worse. And I think that um, society should be made more aware of of the get that risk today. And, and and it's growing. It's, it's not going away. It's actually growing. So I think society needs to be aware. The
1: medium of theatre is powerful. Would you have, did you think about doing this as a short film as well?
5: Yeah. Um, I saw it as a film first before I wrote for the theatre. Um, but yeah, I, I'm currently adapting it to screen at the moment. Um, so we use we filmed a trailer um, just to you know, get people interested in it, yeah, yeah.
1: That was a fantastic trailer too.
5: Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, we filmed it as a trailer, but yeah, I, I always saw it as a film, and when people, because we, we performed it in 2012, um, that's, that's when we first put it up, because um, I'm a professional actor by trade as well, so, um, I wrote this play um, a couple of years ago, when I had the idea when I was when I was in drama school, but um, I kind of built it up over the years. And they turned—they were monologues first, and then they started. I started making them into actual characters. Uh,
0: films like uh, *The Last Saint*, which recently came out, sort of highlight the the problem with crime and drugs within the Polynesian community. Um, what do you hope people will take uh, take out of the the show when they come and watch it? What, what's your aspirations for that for everybody who comes to watches your show?
5: Um, what I want people to take away from this is that it's easy to forget about the problem or make the problem go away but it's always going to be there. I'm not saying that these people are a problem to society but they've got addictions and they've got problems that need to be addressed and they need support um, so my, my advice from people that come to see it, for people that come to see it is um, get behind these people.
1: Can I ask another question which is not related to the, to the story and the theme but, but more related to the industry what um, advice would you have because you're a young director, growing director. For those actors and things and directors and burgeoning young, what advice do you have for them?
5: Do you want me to be brutally honest? Absolutely. Okay. Um, What I want to see from the industry is to stop saying that they're building up talent when they're basically feeding into the talent that's already established. Um, I I feel that there needs to be more support for up-and-coming talent because um, I feel that they're missing out on a lot of the talent that's out there especially in South Auckland and um, I, I feel that the industry needs to be a bit more supportive of um, of the you know of artists coming out of South Auckland because they've got some amazing stories to share yeah
1: I totally agree it's a
5: curse this place
0: like it doesn't want to let you go. okay well that was uh Victoria Schmidt and the crew from Music and Me. Thanks, Jared. That's enough street cred from you. Thank you very much. Um, we have to thank our good friends, uh, Victoria and the cast, for letting us to come into the rehearsal for letting me, Gracie and Geraldo, um, in for a bit of a, uh, bit of a wee talk, see and take a few photographs. I think they were
1: taken off guard there. Yeah, yeah, good little interview, actually. Cast, nice, nice
4: people.
1: Mm. Um, good to strike up a conversation. She's a very passionate woman. Yes, yeah, I got there too. Very
0: cool and passionate. And uh, we have to thank OneNegion, our digital artist bro, uh, like
1: no other. One OneNegion involved in there too. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't in the group photograph, though. No, but uh, but the wheelchair was. And uh, I'm working on a play too, by the way. Well, we're going to involve a wheelchair as well. I wonder if I could borrow their wheelchair. Is going to be like Shorty Street meets... The Last Saint, or what's your idea? For- um, yeah, yeah, something like that. Eh? Shortland Street meets The Last Saint.
0: Well, if you're looking for a band for a, to do a soundtrack. The Wire. The Wire, the Wire meets Shorty Street meets um, The Last Saint, meets The Deadlands. Meets the Marx Brothers,
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> if you're looking for a band to do the soundtrack for your, your, your play, um, can I suggest a great band called, and wait for it, Girls pissing on girls pissing. I beg your pardon. And you heard me right the first time, Jared.
1: That's right. G P O G P, abbreviated. Well, I'll never when I'll never take those letters and hear them the same way again. G P O G P. Yeah, it's a bit of a tongue twister in itself. But girls pissing on girls pissing, a
0: fantastic Kiwi band um, that I first got turned on to by Benji Jackson, <laughs> the the
1: founder of their record label. <laughs> you have to be careful when you say got turned on. <laughs> Got turned on to hose down. Um, this oh no. I was hosed on by <laughs> Benji Jackson, it's just wrong. It's just wrong, but yeah, that's an interesting name. It yeah. is, it is, it
0: is. Yeah, it
1: does take me back immediately. That name takes me back to the old punk rock days when you know the, the Sex Pistols were coming up with names like that. Yeah,
0: we watched their, uh, what was their video for a fraud abroad, and uh, you you sort of, sort of thought. It sounded a little bit quite uh, well,
1: Kiwi. I, I kind of think, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm thinking punk rock with a di- with a twist because it's very basic, isn't it? It's very basic, like punk rock. I, I'm hearing one guitar, one bass, one drum, one vocal. That's yeah. that's what I'm hearing. Lots of I wonder who their influences are. Quite quite a few, quite a few. we
0: caught up them recently at a gig, which actually got closed down. But the highlight was was actually having a talk with the guys with the band. Um, and for me, I, you know, I I really love the music. I think it's kind of refresh and uh, refreshing to see a band just doing playing the sort of music they want to play. You know, doing whatever they want to do without having to worry about the pressures of what other people
1: think. What's the stage show look like with the name like that? Well, did you? Oh, you didn't see the stage show. No, 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 we saw the first band, and then that was it, game over, we got closed down. Yeah, they would have been really peed off, wouldn't they? I would have, what do you reckon, eh? Hey? hey, Jeff Buckley, it reminds me of um, sketches. some of his stuff off, uh, off that album, kind of the same kind of feel, very rough, very, um, uh, yep. what do you, what's that word, very earthy, very organic, raw. raw gritty. Gritty. It
0: is, it is, it is gritty stuff It is really gritty We had a chance to catch up with the band There's Casey, Aki, Catherine, Alex And Stephen from the band Girls Pissing on Girls Pissing
2: New album, yeah, recorded and almost finished mixing. So, I guess hopefully
1: that'll be ready to come out by the end of the year or maybe early next year. We'll find out soon. Uh, yeah, and a split ten inch we're doing with a band in Belgium. What are they called again? Looks like Meow. Looks like
4: meow. Yeah, they're a good band.
1: They're gonna they're putting it out through
0: their own impress as well. So, we've recorded like a some even newer stuff.
4: at this point it's taking too long to get out so it's like just holding on to the enthusiasm like it's probably the best thing we've done but at the same time we've started to progress already in terms of what we're doing now but um, we're just hoping it's sooner than later and um, we don't I don't know we made it we like it it's just really what happens beyond that that really Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it's probably more accessible in a weird way, but I think it's kind of a lo- hell of a lot more miserable than the last one, unfortunately. <laughs> um.
3: Though, like, I think it's easy to say about anything that you're recording at the time, but I feel like with these newer songs, we've kind of reached this area where we're we've like established the, our sound, or you know, something that we actually have gelled together and can kind of do coherently, something that makes sense to us a lot more than the previous albums.
0: I feel like forces out of our control have sort of brought this, brought us all together in this way, which is maybe addresses the original question in some way but it's, it's, um, yeah, it's... Have you guys been surprised by people picking up on your music? Did you ever think that people would actually find it pretty cool and get into it? We,
4: to be honest, we didn't, and it's awesome that some people relate or something, but I think at the same time we don't really want to buy people or keep them happy, it's really just about honesty if we're not being honest we're not having fun and you know that's got to be a huge part of it as well we want to be here doing something and if we're not being ourselves and we're trying to appeal to everything around us or get on radio sell albums that's probably the wrong idea but it's encouraging when people do buy your albums and do kind of like what you're doing at the same time we're not going for a commercial angle, really, and as much, it's just there for whoever finds it kind of to their taste. i yeah. have
0: been finding it, too. A lot of people find it... We've had, you know, people for a few years now playing us in, like, Greece and France yeah. and, you know, places that we have, have know nobody
4: in and, they, you know, they've just tapped into it anyway, so...
3: But, I mean, that's what I was going to say is that, like, I think specifically, like, London and kind of that sort of area of Europe hasn't actually... Um, heard that much about us. And we have had reviews from a few other places in Europe, so I think just to just to travel around there will be interesting to see those areas that have actually heard of us and those that haven't. Yeah.
0: It's girls Pissing and Girls Pissing um, go check out their music online uh, you can find them just google it in G P O, G P, or the old fashioned way just uh, all the words together and I'm sure you'll find them uh, Jared um, good
1: weekend this weekend? Yeah, I, I had a good weekend this weekend. I I did a lot of vegging and blobbing. Went of course Friday night, went to see John Giovanni. We did we did. Yeah, that was cool actually. A nice uh, I thought it was a good interpretation of the whole piece. I I would like you know, and they had the pirate techniques with uh, unfortunately uh Giovanni got set on fire and ran out in the but I, That was my favourite part. Uh, yeah, it was such a cool scene, that last scene was, was the scene for me. But uh, apparently in the original he gets set um the demons come up and grab him from the hells, the burning fires of hell, and take him down into the depths of hell, which was why they used the fire. So, the stage was amazing and awesome, and of course, the I think it was the Auckland Philharmonic Orchestra there it was incredible. Um, would have loved to have seen the original where they get taken down. That would have been spectacular. But the way they did it, the way they did it when he goes running off on fire, was yeah, pretty cool too. The fireball scene at the was yeah. definitely a highlight for me. And thanks
0: again, uh, J Dog, for you know teaming me
1: up. Uh, yeah, thanks to the um, team your brother up to to Stuart and who's the CEO of the um, New Zealand um, what are they what are they uh, Operatic Society and Joanne. Who uh, who who hooked us up with those tickets? It was excellence and the MIT kids that came along. Um, l- I would love to have gone to this tech. Uh, what Digital was it? Nations. Digital Nations on Sunday. I was filming that sci-fi fiction thing. I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah, no, no, not not <laughs> No one peeing on anyone, <laughs> 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 um, but I was a little a little peeed off. But that I couldn't go because I was sitting around. Picking waiting, clothes, waiting. For- you waiting for your lines to fall yes. out of the manner from heaven for four hours, and then, uh, and you were at this. What, what was it? Digital Nations. That's
0: right. All the gears and gadgetry and all the gaming stuff going on there at the Vector Arena. There was gaming for Africa. There was console gaming. There was land gaming. There's PC gaming. But for me, tell me about those glasses, while well,
1: that's what I want to hear about. Oh, the
0: Oculus Rift VR glasses, virtual reality glasses. Oh. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Oh. Oh, so what? What could you do? What, what what could you do with these glasses? Well, basically they're like a glorified digital ski goggle. That's how I I, I look at it. You put them on, and then you're you're looking around, and you're you're inside a, a computer-generated
1: world, virtual reality. Because I've been raving to people about you know how I could have could have gone to the show, yeah, and, and but I'm, you didn't, yeah, and I was bummed out that it's not on today. And um, and I've been telling them that oh, you put these glasses on, and you can. It's like being in the real world, but it's adapted to this. Fantasy world, and and you treat them. You walk around. You it's three hundred and sixty uh, sideways and horizontally, so horizontally and vertically, I should say, so that it's a whole reality you're locked into. Yep. Am I correct? Have I been spinning the story correctly? You spun it well, and in true VR form as well. Does it have audio with that? So do you have sound effects to go with the visuals? or is it it... No, this is quite
0: basic. There was a couple of programs that we had. My one was walking around in a house. It was a little bit like a a castle, so I was
1: sort of inside a castle. Was it a haunted castle?
0: No, it wasn't. No, there was no haunties or anything going on. Any screaming or anything? Horses or? Not even a damsel in distress. Okay,
1: so no audio? No. I think they need to go audio as well. Oh, yeah, and 3D. Uh, not 3D. Are you kidding? So this this is now sound, sounding like you put the glasses on. You know, compared to what we can do with graphics on television now with the old curved Samsung screens and all that with the ultra-high def, it sounds like these glasses are still at the early entry level of the original Space Invaders. Mm. Durk, 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 but on glasses, is that where
0: they're at? Pretty much. Actually, speaking of Space Invaders, they had Spaceys there as well. They had the old
1: Spaceys calculator. If you remember back in third form, yeah, yeah. if anyone can remember the Spaceys calculator, yeah, yeah, when you have to delete the numbers yeah. and they yeah, try yeah, and, yeah. and you eat them up by talking in the you know clicking in the numbers. Well, and- they had one of those here. <laughs> oh, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah was- I, I actually want to get one of those classic old Space Invaders machines. And you can, can't you? You can order them online. I've seen them, but I, I really, really want the Defenders game. Well, mate, you've got the Hammond organ. The the, the species machine would just complete yeah. your ensemble. Yeah, because that was the game I could never master because I couldn't afford to. It was like 40 cents a pop, get whacked out in the second pattern every time. No kid had that much money. Only the adults could master it. But I now have some money, so I want to master that, if yeah. you
0: know what I'm saying, yeah. I know what you're saying. I hear you, dude. I'm feeling you. All right, man, that's it, the show for this week. Thanks, Jared, for coming to talk to us. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be here. And uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, go and check it out Other podcasts, globalvoicemedia.com But on that note Or on the note that Jared's about to hit We are out of here Take me to the music Ow!
1: Bum note, man, bum note Better take us out with some of your own music When we fly, we'll be out of here See ya! See ya! Boop!
4: Hey, this is Dave
0: and James. We're from the band Villainy and you've been listening to the New Zealand Entertainment Podcast.